it's time for Rain and Shine, your weekly regional science update, where we explore how the planet works and how we work with the planet. We are all made of stardust, so the saying goes. And unlike many axioms which are outdated and often reinforce bad stereotypes, I personally am annoyed and defensive on behalf of my gypsy ancestors every time I hear someone complain they got gypped. This saying about stardust holds true. Almost all of the elements and matter that we and our planet are made of comes from the birth of our star. Hydrogen and helium, the lightest elements, are the exception to this. During a supernova explosion of a massive star, materials and elements of all kind are spewed across interstellar space. To quote the American Museum of Natural History, the enriched material ejected by stellar winds and supernova explosion becomes parts of vast interstellar clouds. The sun formed within such a cloud where some of the heavy elements condensed also to form Earth. We've talked about the birth of stars before, but this week I wanted to talk about another space traveler brought to us by interstellar winds, the Northern Lights, and how spending time learning about them fed my sense of wonder and caused me to see the world a little differently. The first thing that really struck me about the Northern Lights is how they are an indicator of just how incredible and protected planet Earth is. Our magnetic shield made visible as we are bombarded by blasts of millions of electrons and other particles that hurtle at speeds around 40 million miles per hour at us as they are spewed forth from the sun. As those particles hit the magnetosphere that surrounds the planet, they are funneled down through that sphere to the magnetic poles, where they then hit the atmosphere, forming the auroras, the northern aurora borealis and the southern aurora australis. The aurora's characteristic wavy patterns and curtains of light are actually caused by the lines of force in the Earth's magnetic field. As I thought about it, the lights then seemed a visual promise, a confirmation of protection. It reminded me in a way of the rainbow as a symbol of the promise God made to Noah after the flood. Speaking of the rainbow, the auroras can come in awe-invoking aerial displays of green, red, pink, purple, yellow, and light blue. These beautiful displays are the result of molecules in Earth's atmosphere being hit and excited or perturbed by those high-energy solar particles, mostly electrons. Colliding with these energy-packed solar electrons gives our atmospheric elements extra energy, and once excited or perturbed, these elemental molecules seek to return to their original ground state by releasing both light and heat. Oxygen molecules in the lower levels of the atmosphere release green light when perturbed, but if they are hit by stronger electrons higher in the atmosphere, they release red light. Purple colors are more rare and come from nitrogen molecules, excited when solar winds are particularly strong. These nitrogen molecules can also produce blue light when combined with rays of the earliest morning sun, while the very rare yellow and pink auroras result from a mixture of red auroras occurring at the same time as green or blue ones. As I was learning about the quantum physics of molecules and why certain ones give off different spectrums of light, configurations of protons and neutrons and placements on the periodic table, and how light is both a wave and a particle, it got a little complicated. But after several hours of YouTube lectures and NASA lessons, I came to think about these gorgeous coronal light displays as the elements of oxygen and nitrogen dancing off the excess bombardments of intense energy from the sun and returning to calmness. 
We have a lot of excess energy in our planetary sphere these days, and unlike its manifestation in the northern lights, this excess is often chaotic and out of place and causing issues. For one thing, it's too hot everywhere. Excess greenhouse gases are trapping in solar radiation and preventing its heat from leaving the atmosphere. We as humans have so much energy now from our food. We are abundant in calories, derived from nitrogen and carbon and solar energy. But unfortunately, we are scarce in nutrient-rich calories. And those overly abundant, empty calories are causing disease and inflammation. Even our relations are too heated. According to the Geneva Academy of International Law, there are over 45 armed conflicts going on in the world right now causing devastating trauma, the terrible consequences of which will reverberate for generations to come. All in all, too many elements, including those that make us up, seem to be too excited. The word perturbed makes sense to me here. Hearkening back to the auroras, they somehow served as a reminder to me of just how safe we are here on planet Earth, and what kind of actions little tiny molecules take when they are overly perturbed. May we all be so colorful and so beautiful as we, in our own ways, seek to calm and find our center, to return, so to speak, to our grounded state. You've been listening to Rain and Shine, a production of the Learning Council, produced by Corey Stanton and written and narrated by me, Calla Rose Ostrander. To submit your nature and science questions, email us at rainshineweekly at gmail.com or visit our Facebook page. And thanks for listening.